And we're back with another another episode of Weekend Wagers. It's week 17 in the NFL. Had a little bit of a holiday break, I would say. Enjoyed Christmas. How was, how was, uh, was Santa nice to you, Mr. Brennan? Santa was good. I'm on vacation from work right now, and to be honest, I wish I wasn't. I'm kind of fucking bored. <laughs> I have a lot to do. Um, I feel like... I had to take vacation. I had so many days built up um, at my job, and my boss was kind of like, you got to use some of these. So I'm like, you know what? I'll take it during the Christmas holidays, and it's December 29th, and as of the 27th, I was already pretty bored. So Right on. But wow. uh, I enjoyed it. F- Christmas was fun. Eagles won on Christmas Day, but was a sweat to say the least. After that sure pick six, was. I thought uh, thought the worst, but they got it done. I've got uh, Eagles going uh, playing the Arizona Cardinals. I got a good rant on that, so... I'm excited for week 17. Two more weeks, baby. And we got to talk about you sweeping again. Yeah, back-to-back back to back. sweeps. That's right. I'm 10-0 in my last 10, so feeling good Let's going into go, week 17. We're going to get started, but like you mentioned, it is December 29th. Rare recording on a Friday for us. So we have just watched the last Thursday nighter, and Joe Flacco is taking the NFL by storm, and I am so here for it. I love this story. It's, it's quickly moving up the charts to close to one of my favorite stories of the 2023 it's the season. Best. It's the best story of the 2023 right. season. I don't, I like what that. else is there? It's, it's got to be Flacco, right? I Fourth quarterback on the depth chart for the Cleveland Browns now, and saw some crazy style. Like we'll talk about the Chargers later. They, they've had four quarterbacks since 2005 when Drew Brees left, and the Browns had four in one month. And they found their guy in Joe Flacco. Another 300-yard game last night. Browns have 11 wins on the season. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. You're right. It's the best story of the season. So since uh, Flacco now has 1,616 passing yards, 13 touchdowns, he would be on pace for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns during a 17-game span. He already ranks 33rd on the Cleveland Browns career passing list. He now ranks 18th out of 37 quarterbacks since 1999. They've had 37 since 1990-30 at the halfway mark. He now has more touchdown passes or the same amount than the Pittsburgh Steelers, New York Jets, Carolina Panthers, Tennessee Titans, and New York Giants have had all season. That's actually kind of messed up That's to insane. think about. But he's definitely been awesome to watch. He's like he had, what, 296 yards at halftime yesterday yeah. against one of the best defenses in the league in the New York Jets. I think Sauce Gardner allowed like 200 yards to wide receivers all, before, like all year, and then he just goes up and shreds that secondary. Um, it's fun, and I'd be lying to say if I didn't bet on the Jets plus seven and a half yesterday, like an absolute idiot. But what? Yeah, Come I on! I don't know what I was thinking, but I I just thought like, hey, it's the Flacco thing's got to like come back down to earth a little, and he just said, no, 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 it's not happening. He said, no, I was yeah. trying to convince the fellows to get in on Joe Flacco, what? comeback player of the year. Yes, I got him at plus three fifty. He's now plus one fifty. So. Should have should have listened to that advice. It's just a small ticket, but we're looking forward to it, and I'll be on the Joe Flacco bandwagon the rest of the season. Okay, the comeback player of the year thing. He has to win it. I right. did, okay, look, the DeMar Hamlin thing, great story. Basically died on the field and came back to the NFL the next year. That is an amazing story. Don't get me wrong. But he has 17 snaps. 17, 17 snaps. 17 snaps. He's got more penalties than defensive stats. Joe Flacco is the comeback player of the year. Let's get real I here. hope so now that I have money on it. But I, you're right. I mean, 17 snaps. Like, I I believe earlier in the year I had to take that DeMar Hamlin just has to play one snap to mm-hmm. win that award. So I'm kind of going against that take now. But you're right. 17 snaps is 17 snaps. Like, give it to a guy who 
is putting a team into the playoffs. Like that's like Joe Flacco's not just out there playing at 30. 80 is going to be 39 next month. He's playing well and getting a team into the playoffs. They have a chance at the division if the Ravens lose this week to a hot Miami Dolphins team. So, like, they're, what Joe Flacco's doing is so unprecedented. I, I hope he takes home some hardware. And I like this Browns team going into the playoffs. Yeah. So, if this, I think they're a legit. The same. Threat. I don't think this is some cute story. Yeah. Like, I, I think this is an actual threat. In the playoffs, Flacco's seen every single blitz package you can throw, every single coverage you can throw. This isn't like a backup quarterback that catches lightning in a bottle. That's the rookie undrafted guy or the the fifth round third year rookie. He's you know what I mean? Stick. Yeah, like yeah. he's thirty eight years old. Yeah. He's seen it all. Like he went, he took you on a Super Bowl twelve years ago on a playoff run. He now could beat Tom Brady's record of seven career wins on the road in the playoffs if he wins. This year on the road, which is most likely going to happen. Like, I'm assuming mm-hmm, the Ravens mm-hmm. are going to win that division. And if they... They'll be ended, getting the AFC South exactly, as the well. Exactly. today, they get the Jacksonville Jaguars, who we'll touch on later in this episode, who I think are kind of going the opposite direction. Like, I, I think this team is legit there to win a playoff game. Like, they're 11-5. and five. There is a mm-hmm. chance they, like... or Sorry, 12-5 and five now, right? Or 11? No, that was 11. 11-5, and five, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, so, they could legit be... A twelve and five team heading into playoffs like that right. isn't again some cute story. The d- like they got they got all the pieces around it. They need Amari Cooper healthy, of course. I really think you noticed when Elijah Moore went out in that game, right. the separation from the wide receivers was a problem. David Njoku, that was playing out of his damn mind. If you had him in fantasy the last few weeks, man, he's like Ooh. he's one of those playoff winners for you. Uh, so I, I just I, I don't think this is like coming to an end. Like the team itself, I thought the Flacco train might take a step back and they would right. like and struggle on offense. But if he's still playing like this and you have that number one defense. I was hey. just going to say number one defense and EPA for play. Like they're on this. pace. They're still on pace at the highest success rate of any single defense in NFL history. Right. As of right now, this we have one game left to play. So I'll be, I, I'll be looking forward to watching Joe Flacco in the playoffs and let's get into the week 17 card. We're going to start with another 11 win team. It, the year is 2023 and the Detroit lions and the Cleveland Browns both have 11 wins. Mm-hmm. That is, did you see that picture? Shocking. Did you see that picture of Dan Campbell? He's in the, he's in the hallway and he's like leaning up against the wall and he's like crying. And it's just like, you can see the stress <laughs> out of him when they won that division. Like a really cool, really cool moment for the lions last week to, uh, finally and secure that 30 year drought. The number one, drought. the number one movie was Jurassic park. Last time they won the the division, I think like the number I, I they had there was a list crazy. of all the things like my brother's thirty years old was wasn't even born yet <laughs> yeah. like it's just crazy to think it's been that long. Neither of us, uh, neither of us were alive. Nope. Anyways, the Lions are going into Dallas, taking on the Cowboys, who are four and a half point favorites. Total is fifty two and a half, and it's an obvious letdown spot for the Lions here, right? The spread did open at six and a half, so they have been getting some money in on them, lowering it to four and a half. They've got to have been partying all week, right? It's kind of a letdown spot for this Lions team. I do have a bet in this game. Do you have a bet in this game? I don't. I'm taking my silver pick on the over here for 52 and a half, and I just see green lights all around this field for both offenses. We'll start with Detroit. This run game is going to be working. Since Jonathan Hankins has been hurt, the Dallas Cowboys are 30th in success rate against run against runs. That's a green light for Monty and Gibbs all day. Also, Dallas plays a lot of man coverage. Detroit, Amon Ross, St. Brown running out of the slot. They use a lot of those drags, a lot of those pick route stuff. 
It's going to work for Amon Ra and Laporta over the middle. Dallas has struggled versus slot and against the middle of the field. They've been good against number one receivers. That's specifically Stefan Gilmore. But I think Amon Ra is going to run more uh, routes out of the slot this week. And on the other side, Dallas offense at home. That, that's all I got to say. They're going to put up 30 against this Detroit uh, defense, which I know it looked good last week against Nick Mullins with the four interceptions. Nick Mullins threw for 411 yards last week. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, Detroit. Enjoy your enjoy your uh, division championship. That's good. That secondary is the reason I do not think the Lions have a sniff of a chance at winning the Super Bowl this year. Dak is going to carve that thing up this week. Give me over 52 and a half. Yeah, I like that a lot. There's, uh, I think the matchups are both on good sides. Let's start with the Lions offense. I think it's a perfect matchup for them. The Cowboys' weakness is over the middle of the field. If they're starting, uh, was it Marquise Bell? I can't remember who the – and Jabril Cox, that linebacker, I think yeah, some snaps. Shredded yeah, the they, I think the play-action kind of offensive style that the Lions run can definitely work. The Cowboys are quietly dead last in success rate over the last four weeks on defense. Not been good there. They've had a bad run defense. We saw what the Bills did to them on the ground. So, like you said – I think that offense can work. And the Cowboys at home, the stats are just insane. They're okay. averaging over 430 yards of offense at home. They've uh their third down conversion rate's over 55%. Uh they're they're just they're humming. They're they're averaging 4.4 touchdowns per game. So I I really I really think that them at home is a threat. I think the Lions offense matches up well against the Cowboys defense. So I, I think you're looking at like a 35-31 style game kind of yeah, like that. I, I don't see a lot of punts I do here. like the Cowboys to win this one, though, and I the four and a half, I was looking at them for one of my picks. Just couldn't get there with four and a half. It was like two and a half, one and a half, I would have been all over, but... Yeah, oh, I agree with you, but I almost grabbed Lions at six and a half early in the week, but now it's at four and a half. It kind of makes me lean Cowboys. I do think this is going to be a close game, but either way, I just like the points. I'm cheering for offense. Next game, your birds are at home. The spread is dropping. It's now at 11 and a half. They're taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Total is 48 in this one. And Kyler Murray hasn't practiced yet this week. He's dealing with an illness. Um, now that we've seen multiple days in a row of uh, non-practicing with this illness, it starts to become a question. Does he take the field? We know that Marquise Brown, his number one wide receiver, is out. So I don't see how Arizona moves the ball at all in the air. They might have to lean on a really uh, run-heavy game plan. I lean Eagles here. I still think get right spot. But they were up by 17 against the Giants last week and couldn't cover that one at home. Mm. So I, I'm I'm staying away. You're missing a big aspect of this game here. What's that? Jonathan Gannon revenge oh, game. Morty. Oh, I forgot. You're so right. ESPN did a story this week on how Jonathan Gannon left Philadelphia. I don't know if you saw this, but so let's let's go back to exactly how it all happened. After the Jonathan Gannon and Philadelphia Eagles beat the San Francisco 49ers in that uh in the NFC championship game, Jonathan Gannon did an interview on the field and he said, Philly's keeping me good or bad or indifferent. I'm staying here. The next week. He gets a call from Cardinals GM Monty Austin Fort to come for an interview for the head coaching job, but he doesn't tell Howie Roseman or Nick Sirianni. He ends up taking off to Arizona after the Super Bowl, leaves the Eagles without a defensive coordinator, and they would have been able to keep Vic Fangio if he said that right. well, I'm going to Arizona, I'm taking this job offer. Him not telling the Eagles screwed them over. Vic Fangio goes to Miami. They end up having to hire Sean Desai, and now it's Matt Patricia in the building. Yeah. So John again <laughs> really put a fucking staple in the Philadelphia Eagles plans. Look at the camera. F you, Jonathan Gannon. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles minus 11 and a half as my silver pick here. Nice. I think the birds are coming. I think the birds 
Offense looked really good last week. They had 465 yards, 28 first downs, 33 points. The offense finally looked like it should. The Cardinals defense ranked dead last in DVOA. You brought up Hollywood Brown. He's placed on IR. I think the Eagles blow them out here. I think this is going to be a convincing win. Now, every time I take the Eagles or I just say that, it comes back to bite me, but I'm really riding with them here. Silver pick, Philadelphia Eagles minus 11 and a half. I think they blow them out here. I lean that way for sure. It's, Eagles got to get right. I think that, that, yes, they didn't cover last week, but it was a little bit. There was some fluky stuff. Boston Scott fumbling a kickoff. Mm-hmm. The pick six got it slipped. Like, there was weird stuff, but that's kind of been happening to Philly all yeah. the second half of the season. Bad luck. Where there's been some weird stuff that keeps them from covering big numbers. I definitely lean Eagles, and I completely forgot about the Jonathan Gannon factor. But you don't Massive. look at that the other way, where the the Cardinals players want to play hard for him yeah. against his old team. It's over for Arizona. <laughs> they have the second worst record in the NFL. They're they're done three and twelve. They are. That's yeah. why I loved the Bears last week mm-hmm. against them. That was an easy cover. The Cardinals are as bad as we initially predicted. And without Hollywood Brown's really the only good receiver. Like they got Marco Wilson, who's all right, who's been a, kind of an up and coming guy. You can throw to Trey McBride. Like, they're going to have to really rely on their tight end. And you brought up Kyler Murray's six. So, I just think there's a lot of factors pushing away against Arizona. I think Philly gets it done. I think Eagles fans are finally going to be happy after a win. It's funny. The Eagles fans complained beating the Giants, the 49ers, and Cowboys lost. And it was still a nightmare for Philly this yeah, week. Yeah. It's never good enough. But, it's uh, never good enough. 11-4, I think they get to 12-4. and four, And, yeah, I think they blow them out. I, I really like the birds this week. All right. We're going from your silver pick to my Gold pick, and I'm doing it again. I'm going with my Chicago Bears. The spread has just dropped to two and a half. That is just what I needed to lock this in as my gold pick. They're taking on the Atlanta Falcons in Chicago. Total is 37 and a half in this one. And the last two times the Bears have played at home, they have comfortably beaten the Detroit Lions by two scores. They beat the Arizona Cardinals last week comfortably by two scores, like I mentioned. And now you're getting an Atlanta Falcons team coming in, and the Bears are favored by less than a field goal here. I'm getting the better defense, the better quarterback, and I'm at home. That's three for three. Make it my gold pick. I think the Bears stop the run extremely well, which is going to really frustrate Atlanta. It's Taylor Heineke again. I don't know if Arthur Smith just flips a coin in the locker room, see who's starting at quarterback. It's probably going to be Heineke this week, and Jalen Johnson takes away Drake London. How does Atlanta move the ball? I think the Bears defense is the best unit on the field. They're really, really underrated. The books have been mispricing the Bears for over a month now. I'm sticking with the Bears minus two and a half. Three in a row taking your own team after not oh, doing it all. There was a break all. in there. There was, was a break there? I thought there. it was back-to-back weeks. No? No, I, I went against the Lions, and then I didn't touch the Browns game where Mooney dropped the uh, – Drop the Hail yes, Mary yes, kind yes. of thing. But then when they've been, I've taken them three times in a row at home now as my gold pick. This Bears defense at home is going to shut down Heineke. I have so much faith in that. Yeah, I lost by the Falcons, eliminates them from the playoffs. I would really like to see that as a, as a Falcons hater over here. It's funny. Remember I said last week I was down to take them. Finally, I felt they look good and they actually do win. I feel like I got a good read in this team. I think they're going down this week. The Bears defense has been really good. And um, it's been it's been the number one defense since week 10 against the pass mm-hmm. and their top five against the run as well. Overall in the season, they're better against the run than pass. But lately, they've been so good against the pass in terms of EPA per play. Heineke's going to be throwing up some free balls. Uh, Cole Komet got a practice in today. That was also a big one. So he hopefully can go. Darnell Mooney is out. But that I honestly I'm more just 
looking at fields using his legs. That has really gotten this offense working. They're calling more designed runs for him. I don't see how Atlanta I don't think Atlanta has the horses to keep up with Fields legs. Give me Bears minus two and a half. Next game on the card is the Carolina Panthers going into Jacksonville, taking on the Jaguars. This spread open at seven. It's down all the way to five and a half now. So big money coming in on Carolina. Total is 37 and a half. Bryce Young had his best game as a pro last yeah, week. Yeah, he did, Wardsy. He sure did. And he's got a really nice matchup again versus Jacksonville defense that since week 10 ranks 28th again in drop back EPA. Their secondary has just been horrific in this five-game losing streak. Or Sorry, is it four or five? Jacksonville? Yeah, I think it's four, actually. Maybe I just um, maybe I just spoke too soon and predicted another loss. Do you think Bryce Young can? Oh, it just dropped to four and a half now. So there's money coming in on Carolina big time. Are you one of those? It's four in a row. They've lost four in a row. Um, I really want to take the Panthers this week, but I bet against them last week. They end up coming back with the backdoor cover and ruin the Packers spread. The one time I did take them when we were both on the Mingo Panthers yeah. train, it didn't work. Like I, this is a team that I can't figure out when to bet on them, when to not. But I, I do think it's a good look. It, it didn't make my one of my mineral picks, but I think the Jaguars are going backwards fast. Trevor Lawrence has a right shoulder injury, did not practice an ankle Basically, injury, yeah, a concussion, concussion. Like he's like he's a broken skeleton right now. They've got other injuries that they have to deal with. Walker Little's banged up. Like they've got off Cam Robinson's banged up. They have some offensive line issues. The Panthers' defense has quietly been a feisty bunch this year. They didn't play that good last week against the Packers, but they've done really good through the air. They've held opponents. I think like they're they're fifth sorry yeah fifth in yards allowed per contest. So their defense can hang up. And Bryce Young looked really damn good last week. He had over 340 yards of offense, two touchdowns. Did not turn the ball over. He made throws over the middle of the field. I sent you a video clip of a film breakdown. You weren't having it. No, it was really good to see. Game. It, it is it, good to see. But when... it was one. It was one game, and it looked like. The stuff that I saw from college, I really liked him. Not scared to throw over the middle of the field. Made tight throws and tight windows. Like I, I, I do believe that's more of the Bryce Young that we'll see going forward than the Bryce Young of the past. I just think it really, he really needed time to come, like just get himself familiar with the NFL speed when he can escape. Because he, like he said, he doesn't have the elite features. He doesn't have the elite speed, the elite size. So I really do think like just him kind of getting used to the speed of the game. And figuring out what what he can do and what he can't do, it may have taken fifteen games to do it or fourteen games to do it, but I think we're going to see more of that. Yeah, and he's I got a good matchup here too. Yeah. Like we said, this Jaguars secondary is really struggling. They might get Tyson Campbell back, who is their number one corner, but I I think you'd be crazy to bet on Jacksonville right now the way this team is trending. Yeah, they're they are free falling. They're fifteenth in offensive DVOA and they have a bottom ten defense. They're average offense, bad defense. Right. I guess not a, like, and I just feel like if we liked the Panthers, the plus seven would have been a lot nicer yes. to have in the bank. We might have missed our after everything I just said. I should have made them a mineral pick, but yeah, you like it's them. too late now. Next game on the card is the Las Vegas Raiders going into Indianapolis, taking on the Colts, who are three and a half point favorites. Total is forty two and a half, and can't believe I'm saying this, but I was really close to taking the Raiders here. They impressed me last week. I know they didn't complete a pass in the last three quarters of that game Insane. against the Mahomes and the Chiefs, but what I was actually really, really impressed with was their defense. I've said it on this podcast multiple times. This defense is a trash unit, and it's Max Crosby, basically, and nothing else. If he 
can be taken away. I don't like this defense at all. But since Antonio Pierce has taken over, this unit is playing hard. It's not pretty, but they're getting it. Did done. you catch uh, Tracy Wolfson's? Um, uh, you know how they did the halftime reporting. She goes Antonio Pierce's message to the team was to play with hatred, violence, <laughs> and pain. Like, that's the holiday spirit there. Antonio uh, Pierce on Christmas Day. Hey, it works, yeah, man. It works. Man, the team is playing hard for him. I, I really think he's got a shot at this job. I think that win too. last week sealed it for yeah. me. Like I to beat the Chiefs without completing a pass. In, in Kansas City. After the first quarter, in Kansas City, on Christmas Day, on primetime, the team just plays hard for him. The defense looks good. Players want to play for him. I, I, if, if I'm a Raiders fan, I would actually want him back. And yeah. it's not just like the uh, it's like lightning in a bottle. I do think that he has a legit head coaching traits that people want, that ownership wants, general managers should want. Players want to go play for him. So I really do think there's something here. I do too. And I normally, I'm looking to fade Gardner Minshew as much as I can. Uh him being favored by more than a field goal is questionable to me. Yeah. He really helped my under cash last week. He's 24th in quarterback EPA per play. Like he, He's been a bottom 10 quarterback this season, so I do think the Raiders is the side, but I didn't like him enough to yeah, make Yeah, the reason card. I didn't take it is just because the the Colts have they have to win this game to make the playoffs. I really think they've got the motivation, I guess, more than the Raiders. Um, the and Raiders is a high. letdown spot yeah. after their biggest win of they have they when was the last time the Raiders beat Mahomes and the Chiefs in Kansas City? It's been a long time, so they could have been partying all week. Yeah, the Colts have a fifty five percent chance of making the playoffs heading into this week, according to the New York Times simulator. So they're like on the bubble, like they're right on the edge. So a win or loss shifts it basically both ways. So next game on the card is the Los Angeles Rams going into New York, taking on the Giants, who are six point dogs. Total is 43 and a half in this one. And I'm getting all my mineral picks out early. This is my bronze pick, and I'm going over 43 and a half in this game. I was debating all pretty much right up until this spot. Am I going to take the Rams minus six or the over as my mineral pick? And I like both, but I'm leaning the over here. And it's because Tyrod Taylor's starting for the New York Giants. He's a competent NFL quarterback. I know the Tommy Cutlet stuff was fun. It was great. I wonder how many Christmas presents were spent uh, on Cutlet's gear that just... I'm sorry, guys. I don't think he ever plays in the NFL again. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he'll be a he'll be like a third string backup. He for couldn't get on career. the field at Syracuse. Like, let's call it what it is. Like, he was undrafted for a reason. He's a third string guy. I don't know if he, but you saw the difference right away. Basically, once Tyrod Taylor went in for that, I <laughs> got scared <laughs> when I saw Tyrod Taylor. Like, that's what you should be thinking. Of. Like, if the opposing fans is not happy. With the quarterback change, and you're doing something right. Right, and the offense is at least competent now. I think Saquon could have a nice matchup on the ground here against the Rams, but the green lights are on the side of the Rams here. Like, How are they going to cover Puka and Cooper Cup? The Giants' secondary is young. They're going to blitz a lot. I think overall in the long run, the Giants' secondary is going to be all right, but this is not a good matchup for them. So, and Kyron Williams, Yes, yeah, so the line, the line changed. So when I did my prep two hours ago, the line was five and a half. Now it's six. Um, I thought this is, I think it's a really fishy line. I was, didn't really understand this one. I'm making it my goal pick. I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams minus. All right. I have you minus. Like I, can you give me, okay. are you giving me five and a half or are we going six here? Because I have well, five and a half on my prep. 
All right, take the five and a half. Okay, I think that that hook is is really it, key because for the with six it point total. minus six right now at minus one hundred five, there's a good chance it goes down mm-hmm. to five and a half by. So kick. the Rams have won five of their last six games. Their only losses to the Ravens during that stretch, and they've covered the spread and uh, they've covered that five and a half in four of those wins. So they're not just winning; they're winning by more than five and a half. Savard hasn't thrown a pick in four straight. Fifteen touchdowns, two interceptions. 1,578 passing yards with an overall 107 rating and, and during that stretch. The offense is seventh in, D, in offensive DVOA. And Kyron Williams, I legit think, is a top three running back in the NFL. Yeah, like, I actually think he is just behind Christian McCaffrey. You can make that argument. In his last six games, he's rushed for 655 yards, over six yards per attempt. And he's added that element to the Rams offense like that they haven't had since Todd Gurley. It kind of opens everything up. Sean McVeigh finally has a good running back. He also just matches the eye test. You know what I mean? Like you can just when you watch him, you just yeah. go, "This guy's got it." Like that he's got the shiftiness. He's got the juice. Yeah. Like <laughs> I've, I've been kind of begging this drum for the last month, and I'm finally giving out the take. I think he's a top two running I back. He, in the I NFL. think he's a no brainer. Next year's fantasy football drafts will be CMC one and Kyron yeah, Williams 100%. two. Um, I think the Giants are done. Uh, they kind kind of came back last week, but I think it's over. They're dead last in team DVOA right now. So out of analytically, they're ranked the worst team in the NFL, and I just think they got nothing left. So I, yeah. I, I like I like the Rams a lot. Man, now I'm wishing I did Rams. Minus six is my uh, bronze pick, but I'm going to stick with the over because I do think the Rams put up 30, no problem in this one, and Tyrod Taylor maybe just gets me a couple touchdowns. But we're heavier on Rams minus five and a half. I don't even mind the six. If you can still only get six, take the six. Next game on the card is probably the biggest game of the week. It will have the most eyeballs on it. The Miami Dolphins are going into Baltimore, taking on the Ravens, who are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total is 46-and-a-half in this one, and I'm biased in this one. I need one more Dolphins win on the season to cash an AFC East ticket, so I will be cheering for the Dolphins. I'm biased in that sense. I do think the three-and-a-half with the Dolphins is the right side. I think this is going to be a really close game. I know but. Lamar Jackson is the betting MVP favorite right now, but have you digged into some of his numbers recently? It's not, he's not an MVP quarterback. If this he year were, at least, like I, I guess, yeah. I think he's done a tremendous job. Don't get me wrong; he, he's been fine. Well, not fine. He's been better than fine. He's done a very good job of keeping Baltimore as the number one seed in the NFC. He played really well last week against the 49ers. He made a ton of good plays. But if you just look at like the underlying stats, he's got only 27 touchdowns. He's which, on pace to have, if he were to win MVP and finish the season on this pace, he would have the fewest touchdowns of any MVP in NFL history. Mm-hmm. So like, I just I, I just don't know if there's anyone else really to give it to. That's why he is really the favorite right now. Like He's 13th in EPA per player of all quarterbacks right now. Yeah, and if you're looking at it over his last six games, he's completing under 60% of his passes. Mm-hmm. And he has a couple of a couple of like the Jaguars in there, the Chargers in there. He has some soft, soft pass defenses, and he's completing under sixty percent of his passes. And he's got the second best defense, or sorry, the second best defense in EPA per play. That defense has been awesome all year. Yeah. So it's not like he's like having a bad defense and carrying them like other right. we've seen in other. And we're not MVPs. saying that Lamar is a bad quarterback. No, by that's any not what means. I'm getting at. It's just did you talking- see that? Did you see that Fox Radio host that went viral, calling like she wants more? quarterbacks to be she wants her quarterback to be a quarterbacky she's like the quarterbacky term people just shredded her right. on twitter it was the it was the most vile thing all week i get what she was saying but like it just kind of came out wrong and people were calling her racist yeah it, just, it was not a but not a good look i just i i look at this also as a letdown spot for baltimore with uh that big win against the 49ers away from home now you're coming back to the east coast with a 
day less of preparation than Miami. I, I lean Dolphins, and obviously I'm biased in saying that, but I don't. I, I I'm just more looking forward to watching this game. I don't really have a lean either. Yeah, way. very fun game. Um, the Dolphins can actually win the AFC, the number one seed, if they win this game. They have a 60% chance of doing it. If they lose, it's over. So there's a lot at stake for Miami here. A lot in this stake. game. Uh, I kind of lean Miami. I know Waddle's out, but I really think that offense is going to put up points. Like I don't think they're going to be shut down just because of Waddle. I like that three and a half hook. So if I was taking a spread, I, w- I would lean Miami. But um, it's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah. Next game on the card is the New England Patriots going into Buffalo, taking on the Bills. Bills Mafia at home is a 14 point favorite. Total is 40 and a half. And I I can't take the Bills as a two touchdown favorite. I think this nope. is crazy. The Bills all season have played up to their opponent or down to their opponent. If you remember against the Patriots this season, they actually lost to the New England Patriots 29-25. I was close to taking the over in this game. Like I mentioned, they played a game already that went 29-25. I do think the Patriots offense is starting to be at least competent. They looked better last week. And this Bills offense is humming. That's one thing we can say. I'm going back to Josh Allen as my touchdown. If you've been listening the last I'm three weeks. I'm telling you with you. Uh, let's make it my touchdown bet as well. Let's go. I don't go. got one this week, so I, I couldn't figure one out. I'm rock. Oh, Trevor Lawrence has just been ruled out, by the way. Oh, no way. So he's we not already... going to play. CJ Beathard is set to start, so we might as well add that oh, in there. Oh, that's why the spread was dropping as we were talking yeah. about it, because it's all the way down to three and a half now. Good look there, so... Everything we said about the Panthers Jaguars game just goes out the window yeah. because it's CJ That's a Panthers. Well, Trevor Lawrence is worth three points. It makes sense. I think yeah. the Panthers plus three and a half is now even a better look. CJ Beathard, I've seen it. It's not. It's not it. I don't hate that look at all. Back to the Patriots Bills. We're going with Josh Allen for uh, this. Will be my fourth week in a row. He has cast <laughs> three straight. Just keep it if going. If it ain't man. broken, don't fix it. It's still plus one hundred odds. So give me Josh Allen. Plus 100, I lean over in this ball game and the Patriots plus 14. Like I said, Bills have been playing down their opponent. We saw it last week against uh, the Chargers. The Bills got lucky to win that game. Let's call it what it is. That, yep. that easily could have been a loss for the Bills. And what's the spread if they lose outright to the Chargers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a, I, I, I want to trust the Bills still. Like that game sucked. I still think they could win the Super Bowl. But like it feels like they always play down their competition and play up to the competition. Exactly. They're a very weird team. They can beat anyone in the NFL. They can lose to anyone in yep, the NFL. Exactly. New Orleans Saints are going into Tampa Bay. Huge, huge game for the NFC South. The Buccaneers are two and a half point favorites. Total is 42 and a half here. The Buccaneers are leading the division at eight and seven. The Saints are right behind them at seven and eight. This is a rivalry. The spread opened at three and a half. Saints money came in, pushing this down below the field goal. So I think if you're if you're looking to back the box now would probably be the time to do it. I couldn't get there. Saints do have extra time to prepare and are the probably the more desperate squad. But Baker's red hot. I, I NFC South catch red me hot later. is an understatement. Yeah, Baker over his last two games is forty eight to sixty three for six hundred and sixty four yards and ten. That's over ten point five yards attempt, six touchdowns, no picks. I'm taking the Bucks here is my bronze pick minus two and a half. I just think they're the better team. Um, I just don't trust this New Orleans Saints team. I think they're going mm-hmm. down here. I think the Bucks clinch. The NFC South, they get it done. Baker Mayfield's kind of redemption story comes to an end for the regular season. 
uh, with a nice finish. I, I just I hate the Saints team, and I think they're just this spread screams pick them. You got the two and a half mark. The home team's Tampa. I I, I think they get it done here. Yeah, Ramchick's still out for the Saints. Um, Alvin Kamara hasn't practiced. He's dealing with an illness, so even if he goes, he's not going to be 100%. I I definitely think Tampa's the right side. I like it way more now that it's under three compared to earlier in the week. Ride Baker. If they win this, do they win the division? Is that clinched? Yeah. Yeah, so Tampa could be celebrating division title at home. Rest your guys next week. Tampa's got a lot to play for. I, I, I definitely side with the Buccaneers minus two and a half. Next game on the card, another big spread. We have the 49ers who are 14-point favorites taking on the Commanders. Total is 49 and a half in this one. San Fran, bounce back spot. I don't know how anybody could bet on the Commanders. I feel like they are uh, they're a no-bet team for me. They are the walking zombies right now where just get to the end of the season. I think they're going back to Howell because Brissett popped up yeah, on the injury he, report. Yeah, injury. He's questionable now. So I mean, Sam the Howell. The long-lived Brissett start lasted a day. Right. Sam Howell, at the beginning of the year, I had, had him power-ranked in the bottom three of my quarterbacks. He over the season he climbed up those rankings, maybe maybe got as high as twenty or so. He's come back down to the high twenties now. It's been a really rough last month of the year for Washington, um, for Sam Howell and this Washington team. I don't, I can't bet them, but I can't take the 49ers to cover. Two I was touchdowns. really close of adding the 49ers minus. I think it was fourteen now, right? I lean them, yeah, yeah, to my card. I just I couldn't go two big spreads over eleven. This is like my green light where you have. The best offense by, by DVOA, 49ers like on pace to break the DVOA offense records. That's how good they are. And the commanders are 30th in defense at DVOA. So that's like my yeah. really my special. Great offense, bad defense. Brendan Deeg loves those bets. But 14 is too many points. I do have my prop bet in this one. I'm going to take Depot Samuel over 77 and a half. Rushing plus receiving yards. Commanders give up the second most receiving yards to opposing wide receivers. I like the rushing aspect to it. It's only you only get 16 more yards if you had the rushing. I think Debo could break off like reverse or some sort of run mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. Debo has been quiet the last two weeks, but the two games before that, he had over 115 yards. Of course, he had that mass in, in, in each game. He had that massive game against the Eagles. So I think Debo kind of gets back on track. I think the 49ers could put up like 40 points in this game. Yeah, like, yeah. I, no, and I actually did. did think they played that bad on offense against the Ravens. It was just a timely like, turnover. Yeah, four picks. And Brock, as much as I would love to jump on the Brock Purdy's a fraud bandwagon, a lot of those weren't really his fault. Yeah. Um, I think only one, like a couple that were like deflected and just kind of little shit happened. So I, I think the 49ers get back on track. They're still a really good team. Exactly. And the commanders are done, man. They're done. They're, they are toast. Even though, yeah, especially if it's Howell. Next game on the card is an AFC South matchup. We got the Titans taking on the Texans. CJ Stroud is back, so that would be why the Texans are favored by four and a half. Total is 43 and a half. Also, the Titans are getting their quarterback back. That would be Will Levis. He's expected to start. So we got two rookie quarterbacks going at it here. Texans looked unbettable the last few weeks without Stroud. I do want to see them play play better before I bet on them again. I I'm staying away. I just hate AFC South football. I cannot figure these teams out, if I'm being honest. Um, Will Anderson still hasn't practiced for the Texans. That defense has been not very good without him. I'm I'm staying very far away from this game. Yeah, I got nothing on this one. Um, Texans kind of need a win here. 
Uh, they still have uh, they still have a very good shot on making the playoffs, forty one percent. They can still win the division at a twenty percent rank. This is according to the New York Times simulator. So they have a ton to play for. I'm excited to watch these shot back. Um, missed right. him. Just a fun football player to watch. So I, I really do think um, that the Texans do get it done. But uh, I was staying away. Uh, the four and a half mark is just too much for me. Agreed. Agreed. Next game on the card, kind of. It's because this is a sneaky game at the four p.m. window. You got the Steelers going into Seattle. The Seahawks are three and a half point favorites. Total is forty one and a half. Both these teams still have playoff hopes. Seattle always plays better at home, uh, but I I cannot figure the Steelers out, man. Like they are the team that uh, for me, I just I every time I bet on them, they do poorly. Every time I fade them, they do really well. So I'm staying away from this one. Do you have anything here? I got nothing. But the funny thing is, is it's the Mike Tomlin streak is at stake here. Right. They need to go one on one down the stretch to make it 17 straight seasons without a losing record. Um, the Steelers have a 13% chance to make on the playoffs right now. If they do win their uh, their last two, it jumps to 92%. Then they need some help to get that another 8%. So they, they don't control their own destiny. But I still think that they're going to be fighting hard for this um, for the playoff spot. And uh, the Seahawks uh, still have to get a uh, chance to get in the playoffs. So I think both these teams are going to play hard, but no, I got nothing. On yeah, it should be a good game to watch, but I <coughs> I don't know. Mason Rudolph, is. if you dig into the box stat last week, he threw for 300 yards. He was 17 of 27, but I mean, I believe 130 of those yards were run after the catch from Pickens on his big run. So yeah. I mean, the numbers look good with Rudolph, and they did feel like a more competent offense, but... Digging into it, it was a little bit fake. And on the other side of things, or sorry, Najee Harris is also questionable in this game. Normally, I wouldn't say that's much, but Seattle's run defense, they're kind of a smaller defensive line. I think Najee Harris is actually kind of important in this matchup for the run game. I think the Steelers will need to be more of the bully-type runs rather than the speed Warren runs. Mm -hmm. So watch for Harris. If he's a go, I kind of could see a, see. I kind of lean Steelers. I need Jalen Warren my fantasy finals, man. Oh, you're yeah, in the finals. I'm in the finals in one in one league. Yeah. So oh, oh boy. I'll open, be hoping Jalen Warren comes through. Um Bengals Chiefs. This is a game that's on next. I could not figure this one. I really wanted to take Cincy here plus six and a half, but I can't bet on this game from the spread wise. It's Chiefs at home, minus six and a half. Totals 43 and a half. Normally, Mahomes off a loss. I just love that angle, but the offense hasn't looked right. But what I do really, really like in this matchup is my prop. And I'm going Travis Kelsey over 63 and a half receiving yards. That's the lowest his prop has been in about seven or eight years. And I know Fryermuth unfortunately did not cover for you last week, but the Bengals oh are God, 30th. About that. The Bengals are 30th versus tight ends this year. And also, I don't know if you uh, listened to uh, your boy Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey's podcast at all, but. Travis mentioned this week, he dropped it, that he was very upset Cincinnati did not draft him. They are from Cincinnati. Yep. They both went to Cincinnati University. So did my cousin. Shout out the Bearcats. <laughs> you oh, are a big Bearcat yeah. guy. Oh, big Bearcat guy. But Travis Kelsey mentioned it on his podcast that it did really bother him that the Bengals didn't draft him. They also drafted a tight end right in front of him, and he expected to be that guy. So he's always had a had a anger towards Cincinnati I think he has a big game here at 63 and a half you're never gonna get Travis Kelsey that low again take it the Chiefs last week uh out of 109 uh games they play with Patrick Mahomes as a starter that was their dead last in EPA per drive so I'm really curious to see if they can kind of figure things out Kelsey was very accountable on his podcast he said he's got to play better 
He's got to figure his shit out. So I don't know. I find, I'm intrigued by this game. This is one of my favorite games of the week. I really wanted to bet on it, but couldn't find a lean. Yeah, yeah. It's for the spread, it's it's hard to take the Chiefs as uh, six and a half point favorites after seeing their offense struggle against the Raiders at home. This is was weather last week. I don't know if you can use can't use that fully as a blame. Do we know if Pacheco's back? Because you really, really he noticed last week. Yeah, so that could be an angle because DJ Reader is out for the Bengals, their best run stuffer. So. Maybe that's what was missing. The missing link was last week, Pacheco in that run game. They get him back. Hopefully the Chiefs offense gets going again. Next game on the card is the Los Angeles Chargers going into Denver, taking on the Broncos. Broncos are three and a half point favorites. Total is 36 and a half here. And the story coming out of this one, the Broncos are benching Russell Wilson mm-hmm. and going with Jared Stidham. It's a contract thing. If Russell Wilson was to get injured over the next two weeks, it would basically cost the Broncos $30 million and they wouldn't be able to do anything about it. But they're mathematically still alive. How does this locker room get up for this game? What do you or first, what do you make of that decision to bench? Okay, well, him? first off, he's the second quarterback on the roster right now. I don't really get that. Like if you're gonna do this, make him inactive. Like, right. he has a chance of still playing, so I thought that was kind of weird, but I, I, I don't get the kind of the freak out for it. Like, Russell Wilson has not been a good quarterback this year. He's 20th in success rate behind guys like, like, the guys he's with, sorry, like Kenny Pickett, Justin Fields. Like, he's at the bottom tier of quarterbacks in the NFL. They already, uh, they already owe him $37 million, or $39 million next year, sorry. You have, if you want to save $30 million, $7 million for injury risk, I get it. Sit him down. The Broncos have a less than 5% chance of making the playoffs this year. Cortland Sutton's out with a concussion. Um, it's been a disaster. They've played. They paid him $142 million for 11 wins. It's over. They know it. It's time. Bencham saved the money. I think it's completely fine. Now, I do agree like Sean Payton probably didn't handle it right, and he hasn't kind of been the nicest guy to Russ Wilson. But let's not forget how much of a disaster Russell Wilson was last year. Remember, like the the article where he um, that the athletic drop where he was hosting like private video sessions. He had his own like office in the building. Like I, I think people forget how much of a disaster it was last year and kind of how he acted, and how he played. So I, I think it's fine. I think the I think it was just too much overreaction to it. When I first saw the news, I was kind of like, "Whoa, this is weird." When yeah, I dug into same. it more, I'm like, "This is the right call." My initial thought was, "Well, you're giving up on the year," but then you realize less than five percent chance. And we had the takes before the season. Like Sean Payton's not a, not tied to Russell Wilson. Like no. he he's an old shit. Yeah. If anything, Sean Payton might be after watching 15, 16 games, seeing like what do we have in Stidham here? Because I'd also the thing is they're going to Stidham here. They're not going to some like no name that no. you've never heard of. Like, is, he doesn't give a shit. He slings the ball. He's kind of fun. Exactly. I almost I like the Kelsey prop more, but. I was close to taking Stidham over 201 <laughs> passing yards. Like the Chargers are a bad, bad yeah. pass defense. They're giving up the most pass yards per game. Like Aiden O'Connell hung 63 on this unit like not that mm. long ago. It wouldn't shock me if Jared Stidham just can throw for 100 yards a half. So I was really close to taking the Stidham over 200 passing yards. But I just don't know if that locker room is going to mm. be invested because it it is still your coach saying, hey, we're giving up. Like it is yeah. at the end of the day. No, it is. But again, it had to, it has to happen. Like, do you want to be on the hook for thirty seven more million dollars if he twists his ankle and he can't pass the physical by March? Like, it's a needed move, in my opinion. Right. They've it's already paid so much uh, yeah. money. It's time to rip the band-aid off. Twenty seventh out of thirty nine quarterbacks who have taken five hundred snaps over the last two years in success rate. It's 
been a disaster trade. The Seahawks oh, got boy. The Seahawks trade. got boy Moffey, Devin Witherspoon, and Charles Cross out of that trade. That's crazy. They, that was a home run, and then of course they got you know a Fant and, and other players on the side, but. It was a home. They didn't have to pay him another contract too, because he would. Yep. If he was to stay, they would have had to pay him a very similar contract the Broncos did. Yeah. So I think the Seahawks got the better of this one. Well, obviously they got the better of this one. So I, I really think the overreaction to the Russell Wilson benching was just unneeded. Yeah. Yeah. Last game of the weekend. We don't have a Monday nighter this week. It's the Sunday no. nighter. We got the NFC North, Green Bay Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Spread is one and a half. Total is 43 and a half here. And we're going to get the Jaron Hall show. Nikki Mullins gets Why? benched. I didn't understand. Why didn't they just play him from the start? It's an, it's like it's musical chairs over there right <laughs> yeah. now at the quarterback <laughs> position. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. Remember when that guy shaved his eyebrows because of Josh Dobbs? It was Josh yep. Dobbs season. I love that video. That's still one. I'm not even on TikTok, but I saw that TikTok <laughs> and I love it. I wonder, uh, like, how long does it take for eyebrows to grow back? But probably a while. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering how many people followed that trend in Minnesota. Got on the Josh Dobbs bandwagon. He got benched for Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins throws four picks last week. He gets benched. It's Jaron Hall, and I guess who is there a better matchup than a Joe Barry defense right now? No, he's been an <laughs> absolute mess, man. Again, carved up Bryce Young. I remember I, we talked about last week. I'm like, it would be hilarious if Bryce Young has his career day. Yeah, I guess Packers, did. and it actually happened. Um, Packers fans just got to be waiting for this guy to be fired. Um, uh, I, I think it's crazy that they're underdogs. I was going to take the Packers and add them to my mineral picks, but I can't go back to them again after they fucked me over last week. So decided to pass, but I do think the Packers is the right side here. I think they have the better offense. Um, Jordan Love's been okay against the Blitz this year, and the Vikings just blitz a ton. Um, they're both have like similar playoff odds. Right now, New York Times similar has the Packers at 32%, Vikings at 25%. So the winner of this game probably make, gets a playoff spot. So this is a very important game on Sunday it's Night a very, very important game, and it's a tough, tough loss losing TJ Hawkinson for this Vikings offense. I don't know if they'll be able to withstand that. Oh, we forgot to I forgot to mention off the top the funny story out of this one. Jerry Alexander's suspended for this yeah. game. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about that. Okay, he said, "Did you listen to his interview after?" Yeah, it he made said it worse. He was like laughing. Yeah. Thought it was jokes. He come from Charlotte. I, I thought the coach knew that. It's like that doesn't matter. Like yeah. just because you're from the hometown. Imagine if every player that was from the state or the city they were going to does that. You would have yeah. 10 captains, 50 captains everywhere you go. Um, I, I also think it was maybe over the top to suspend him if it was just that story. Like right. there's obviously there's stuff other said stuff. on the side. Right. So the a little backstory. Scenes. The quick, quick Cole notes is Jerry Alexander was not a captain. He last week went to the coin toss anyways and almost messed up. He should have been. He said defense on the field rather than defer, which is the correct yes. thing to say. The ref kind of let him off the hook. Um, it's happened before, right? Didn't you mention that it happened to the Cowboys one yeah, time? Yeah, Dak said that too once. He said, we'll kick, which is, again, meaning you choose to kick, and then the other team would Refs then are choose. just piece of shit. You yeah. know what you mean. No, but, but like, why the, any the ref team let ever... him off the hook too. It didn't happen to oh, Dak. I, I, thought a team, I thought it actually happened to a team I don't before. know if it's ever actually happened, but it's a weird rule, but he's been suspended for a game by the Packers, but you're completely right. There has to be more behind-the-scenes yeah, stuff. Happened going on with this but he's a huge loss when you're taking on Justin Jefferson Jaron Hall is going to be chucking up balls to Jefferson all game here let's see if Joe Barry schemes something up I don't know it's kind of a weird Sunday nighter like you mentioned both these teams still do have playoff 
hopes, but I don't think anybody looks at either of them as an actual threat. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of a weird, weird game. I don't have a feel on it. I'm passing. All right, that's it. That's week 17, Lots folks. Of games, man. Let's give a quick recap here. My gold pick, I'm going back to the Bears, minus two and a half. My silver pick is Lions and Cowboys, over 52 and a half. My bronze pick is over 43 and a half in the Rams-Giants game. I'm on two overs this week. That is very bizarre. My prop is Kelsey, over 63 and a half. And my touchdown is good old Josh Allen. Give it to me for four straight, plus 100. Gold pick Rams minus five and a half. Silver pick Eagles minus 11 and a half. Bronze pick minus two and a half. Touchdown bet is Josh Allen tailing with Warrensy. And the prop bet is Debo Samuel over 77 and a half receiving plus rushing yards. Let's go. Good luck as always, everybody. Enjoy week 17. Have a happy new year.